Welcome to Alchemy in the Midlife Kitchen with Dr. Anne Moyer Bussey, a podcast series for women in midlife who yearn to gain new clarity and purpose for the afternoon of life. And welcome. We're continuing our conversation on goddess archetypes. Is that right? That's right, Chris. And uh, what we're going to look at a little bit today, having looked in the last ones about the different energies these goddesses have, uh, I thought today what we'd do is look about how we activate those energies, particularly as we're in midlife. And um, it's a time when we need to look at some of those patterns. If you remember, these ancient patterns, and they're present across all cultures and all ages. And I wonder, the women that are listening, did you reflect on which goddess was your more dominant energy? And then whether or not that energy was activated positively, or whether some of the energies and patterns you need now at this stage of life need to be activated. If we look back at ancient Greek and Roman times, women knew that at the different phases of their life they were under the dominion of a particular goddess and they would go to the temple, they would honour her and they would seek her advice. But today, these temples and these goddesses aren't as real in that sense, but they are archetypal patterns in our psyche and they're activated and developed or they're not. And we're either aware of how these energies have an impact on our behaviour or we don't. Archetypes, they're a bit like blueprints contained in seeds. And you know when you plant seeds in the garden, the growth will depend on the soil, the climate conditions, whether there are certain nutrients present, whether the gardener gives loving care or neglects the garden. And we know it also depends on the size and depth of the container in which it's planted and the strength or the hardiness of the variety itself. Now, in a sense, we're the gardeners and the seeds are within us. So in a similar way, the goddess archetype, or there could even be several present or two or three present at any same time, they'll only become activated in each of us at a particular time, depending on a variety of events. And that is not only events, but also our own predisposition, the family we grew up in, our culture, other people, circumstances and events that are going on around us, and the stages of life such as midlife that we're talking about. And we know that as a baby, you were born with certain personality traits. Were you energetic? Were you willful, placid or cautious? Were you able to spend time alone or were you sociable? And these particular personality traits go along with some goddess archetypes or patterns more than others. And for most of us, by the time that we're three years old, we're already showing qualities typical of one or other goddess. And then that would depend on how much we were supported or unsupported in our environment. And that determined 
whether you use those traits in a positive way as you grew up or not. And it's also important to remember that your family's expectations and support or not support determined on whether you were supported or repressed. And when you think of many women who often talk about what's happened to them when they were young, they were not supported in those particular feminine traits or they were crushed in some ways and not allowed to be themselves. So did your parent or your mother and father expect you to be a daughter who was sugar and spice and everything nice, as the old <laughs> uh, rhyme used to say, or not? Were your mother's little helper? And if you were, then you would have had some of the traits of Demeter or Persephone. And did you know what you wanted and expected to have the same privileges as your brother? And were you then called willful? but you are simply being your persistent Artemis self. Or if you preferred to act like a boy and were told to act like a girl, you were just being your Athena self. On the other hand, you might have been a girl who wanted to stay at home and play house or mummy, but they signed you up to do soccer because that's what your parents wanted. They were sport-loving people. And we need to remember that as a child, your inherent goddess patterns had to interact with family expectations. And just because a parent may disapprove of the specific goddess pattern, which is yours, you don't stop feeling the way you do, but you might have had to learn to act differently and repress your true self. How many of you have experienced this? On the other hand, if, for example, you tend to follow the lead of others and are most like Persephone, you might have trouble at this stage of life knowing what you really want because you've always been rewarded for pleasing other people. And if a family conspires to make you conform to one goddess, then your development becomes one-sided. And if your goddess pattern meets with the family disapproval, it doesn't change the pattern. It just makes you, the little girl, feel bad about herself. And as you get older, you can feel inauthentic. And these feelings can stay with a woman till midlife. So if you're doubting yourself, not trusting yourself, if you feel you're inadequate, it could be because your goddess archetypal energy was disapproved of. And as a small child, you didn't know how to just be yourself because you were always trying to conform to what was expected of you. And the other thing to remember is that stereotypes of women that any culture has can be either positive or negative images of the goddess archetype. And I wonder some of the Western society stereotypes of women that were put on us as we grew up? Or did we grow up with a masculine stereotype of how we should be as a woman? Even today, in some places, women are discouraged from doing certain jobs, aren't they? Fortunately, it's much less, but patterns of repression still exist. And other cultures 
had similar patterns. If you think back to ancient China, women had their feet bound, crippling them physically and psychologically. And it was done simply to put them in their place and stop them from growing. Goddess energy couldn't exist under this repression. And so the goddesses stayed in the realm of myth or fairy tale. So come back to our midlife and menopause. It's a time of hormonal change. And how a woman responds to this can depend on which goddess archetype is active within her. It's also a time when you can tap into the energy of a different goddess archetype. Think about it. Are you the woman who drops everything to respond to another's helplessness and thereby becoming caretaking Demeter, ignoring your own needs? Or have you had the loss of relationship or the empty nest? You might become then the grieving Demeter and not know how to look for a new life because if you remember Demeter lost her daughter Persephone and grieved for six months. Midlife, it's a wonderful opportunity for women to become truer to themselves because you're not only growing older, dare I say it, but also because quite often circumstances change. Children grow up and leave home, maybe the death of a parent and you no longer need to caretake. Career might be changing or winding down. You might even be looking to begin a spiritual practice. And when you actually take action and make a choice to do something that's different, you can activate new archetypal patterns that enable you to grow into the wiser, older woman. Menopause is the time to become a choice maker. Midlife is the time to reconnect to your own inner cycle, physically, psychologically and spiritually. And if you look at the goddess cycles, you'll find cycles of disappearance, reappearance, creation and destruction, nurturing and devouring, birth and death, giving and taking away. And just remember everything in the cosmos is on a continuum and the opposites lie within each cycle just as we have night and day. Ceasing menstruation may be an end to physically giving birth but it's also the foundation for rebirth inwardly and to a recreation of the beauty within you. Opposites can be reconciled and the goddess wisdom can enable us to tap into this energy. Midlife is also a time when you may find a shift in your goddess type. You may even, as many women when they reach menopause do for a while, feel directionless or uncertain. And again, this time of transition, this time of liminal space, is a wonderful opportunity to go inward and reconnect with the goddess energies you need for this next phase. If you maybe listen again to the different qualities of the goddesses on the previous two podcasts, you will more easily tap into your own needs. Or you might like to take an online quiz, such as at goddess-power.com.
Let us remember, though, that menopause asks us to listen. And our looking at the goddesses within is also a way of listening to what's moving within us. It's a call to go down into the unconscious, where we can see what needs to be let go of, so life can go on. Or it might be about what needs to be transformed in our alchemical kitchen. It's a time to look at the story you're living in. Is it time to leave that story and to move on to a new story? Or is there an aspect of that story that needs to be finished so you can move on? What story are you living? Whose story is it? Is it yours? Or is it a story that's been given to you? Are you ready to create your own story? You know that menopause actually is a time of great, incredible power. And we can use that power and that energy to create what our lives are going to be. Not only for ourselves, but also for other women and the women who come after us. I'm reminded of a beautiful poem I once read by Marianne Williamson. It was called A Return to Love. I think it's very apt for us at this time of menopause and a reflection of what we can create in the second half of life. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented and fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We were born to manifest the glory of God within us. It's not just in some of us, it is in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. So take this time to recognize who you really are, to move into the beauty of who you really are, and to liberate that and share it with others. And if you'd like to explore more, do go to the Fabulous 50s and More Facebook page, or check out our midlife program on annemoyabussy.com forward slash program. And I look forward to seeing you next time. And very soon we're going to have some visitors with us who will also share with you their journey and their recreation through menopause. You've been listening to Alchemy in the Midlife Kitchen with Dr. Anne Moyer Bussey. We look forward to your company next episode. I'm Chris Ashmore. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.